0: Welcome to the Padong Sessions, an audio archive of lectures, panels and conversations from National Gallery Singapore. Join us as we chart the art of Southeast Asia and beyond, one voice at a time. In this episode, we revisit a conversation between artist Go Bing Kwan and gallery senior curator Seng Yu Jin, titled Collaging Ancestries. Together, they spoke about how collage offered him a space to explore new ways of art-making through an expanded range of materials and cultural sources. This conversation was recorded live in November 2018 at National Gallery Singapore. Thank you, um, Mario.
1: A big thank you to all of you for taking your precious um, Saturday. Um, afternoon, off to be to be with us today. Um, the format for today we've been thinking is going to be we hope to be more interactive. Um, we hope to have more questions from everyone here, um, and we of course would love to hear from Mr. Go. Um, definitely more from Mr. Go than from me. Uh, so it'll be great if um, at any point in time you know if you have a question to ask, just raise your hands and you know we can take your question and um, and and. Mr. Go and myself, you know, we'll, we'll try to answer your questions. And if both of us can't, then um, yeah, we'll find another way um, somehow. Um, of course, Mr. Goh, I think, needs no um, introduction. All of us know, know him so well. Um, he was born in 1937 in uh, Indonesia, in uh, Medan. Um, and then he came to Singapore, the whole family. His whole family came to Singapore. Um, and then he was enrolled um, at the Chinese high school. And uh, in a way, from there studied under um, artists like uh, Nanyang artists, like Chen, uh, Chen Wen-si um, and also Chung su And later on in 1962, he went to New York, um, studied there for four years, came back 66, um, 67, um, and he came back with a big bang. He had a solo exhibition actually at the National Library, our beloved National Library back then. Um, and uh, later on, of course, uh, had a big break with the UOB um, Painting of the Year. He won the first prize in 1982, um, and also awarded the Culture Medallion in 1989. Um, and of course, I have never looked back ever since. Um, and he has travelled all over the world. It's so hard to get Mr Goh, so actually we are really, really lucky. Um, this little window of opportunity when Mr Goh is in Singapore, um, before he travels off to Southeast Asia and to China. Uh, His practice has also expanded so widely uh, into ceramics um, as well. So, you know, different practices that we'll talk about today. And I think uh, what's also interesting is Mr. Go never stops. Uh, He's constantly thinking of making new work, trying out with new techniques, new materials. Um, And that's something that perhaps we want to talk about um, in more detail uh, in in how Mr. Go has been developing his his practice. He's one of those artists that's never stopped um, constantly changing and constantly um, experimenting. Um, so um, I'll, I'll just, maybe Mr. Goh, I'll start a bit with um, a bit more chronological first um, because I think your, your early period, the early period of your life is your formative years. is something that we may want to probably like to know a bit more um, because you were born in, in Indonesia in Medan. So I'm quite curious, how was it like? Uh, in, in your early childhood years when you were in Indonesia being in a way an Indonesian Chinese right, and, and being aware of your own cultural identity? Um, probably I'm wondering at
2: that point. Hello everybody. Uh, my life as an artist is not easy as some famous artists. We're starting uh, from high school like me, Hua Zhong. Actually, I didn't attend Nafa. Uh, my education is uh, senior, senior ministers. So my mentor is Wenxi, Song Xoping, Liu Kang, Chen Zhongshou. I'm so lucky because uh, those master all in Huazhong. And then how I started to uh, like art because uh, my mentor Wenxi. He encouraged me a lot. Uh, so much so, he invited me to go to his own house in the studio to further giving uh, uh art lesson. From there, I learned a lot from Wenxi. And today, if I can see Yezhi uh, uh, <inaudible> Wei and my, uh, my mentor Wenxi and many others, the uh, master here, uh, together with me, is kind of uh, very touching for me. Uh, I'm sure no, ma- most of you know uh, that I travel a lot during this these years. Uh, I think my Medan, I was born in Medan actually. My, my father was a businessman. He used to do business between Singapore, uh, Penang, and Malaysia, all this region. But uh, I didn't like to do business. You know, I was so bored in the office with him. So, okay, never mind. I'm so grateful for my father to bring from Medan to Singapore, where I can further my education, uh, although not necessarily in those years. Uh, he asked me whether I want to study Chinese school or English school, because my house is near Anglo Chinese school. I said I better go to Chinese school. That's why I <laughs> chose Chinese uh, as my uh, education. But I don't regret because Chinese education, for me, I learn more uh, from calligraphy, from poetry, from the novel of uh, great Chinese novel, and many other Chinese culture. And when I go to China, I feel I'm so glad because I learned. From Chinese high school, I can understand the, the people, I can understand the culture, I can read, I can do anything like Chinese, so to speak. Uh, now, talking about New York, I was in New York in 1962. I attend the Art Students League of New York, one of the renowned schools in New York, uh, where I have uh, Wong Kin, he's also one of the artists in, uh, in Singapore. Uh, and. Uh, uh, so Yintien, Shi Guoqi, and jo, uh, Mark Kam Mark Kamsiu, uh now in, in England. So all the basic artists is from Hwa Zhong, actually. They are not from from other academy. So in a way, Hwa Zhong is a school that uh, nourishing for for us. Okay. Uh, after Hwa Zhong, I went to America for. Uh, probably 62, 66 years. And during those years, I met some very good artists like Leo Menso, Victor Kendall, and uh, many others uh, good uh, artists in, in New York City. Uh, where I won two scholarships, one is Allen Tucker, uh, one is the uh, Ford Foundation. So I went to Provincense of Massachusetts for two summer months to further study uh, my art lesson in the in the summer month, So I because of that, I met many uh, fellow artist students in Massachusetts and uh, Cape Cod. Uh, that is a very memory for me because I did many good work in this uh, few years' time. Uh, apart from that, I also do calligraphy, Chinese ink, uh, and uh, because I love all sorts of media, you see, uh, collage is my main uh, uh, work for for me. Because I cannot wait li- like oil color; it takes so long, you know. So I think collages is the easier. You once you do it fast, and then it dry, then you get it. Uh, so I happened to meet Leo Menso because he's one of the very best. Collage artist in New York. Uh, from there, uh, he gave me a lot of uh, ideas and uh, nourishing me to develop my artwork. Uh, so after two summer months, I got back to New York and I uh, had a very serious sickness uh, of my ulcer. I had two major operations. I almost died in New York. I thought, oh my God, I, I end my life in New York. Because I, when I was in, in provincial, I worked like crazy. you know? I work like most other the artists. keep working, no food, no water, and just keep working. And then it's very help, bad for my health. So I, I learned from that lesson. I almost died too. That is, not, not many people know this, this thing because I never mentioned to, this, uh, uh, to this, uh, my friend also, uh, because now I'm 81. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm very careful with the, what the I eat, exercise, because with the money, you cannot buy your health. You must, you must give healthy in order to produce, all right? And then I'm very lucky because I travel a lot. I happen to meet so many artists um, all over the world. And from that, I also learn a lot of techniques from their own country and make friends. And then uh, we are very happy. Uh, Over the years, I make so many friends that I continue to travel. You see, from now on, I think it's my lifestyle. I cannot help just to travel. See, the the travel also makes me uh, more creative and more more expressive to enjoy the culture of the local people, the food. Everything inspires me.
1: Um, so, Mister Ko, coming back to so I'm going to just going to rewind a bit um, because you gave us a lot of um, information really about your life, um, about your time with Chen um, Wen-si, Su Peng um, at Chinese High, and you mentioned that you learned a lot of Chinese ink painting and also, you know, reading the Chinese classics and philosophy and so on. So, um, what what do you remember? What were the important kind of Chinese philosophy? Um, that you know was really helpful for you later mm. uh, when when you tried to bring in your own kind of cultural identity uh, into your collages. Mm.
2: Uh, Soaping and woodsy, they are not uh, very much about theory when, when those years. They can only tell you basic technique about uh, the artwork. But for me, I learned two things uh, for these two mentors. One they create artwork from this region, especially Bali. After I saw the exhibition uh, they did in Bali, I also free. that I must go to Bali to see what's great about Bali. And then I realised see and so Soaping really make a big impact from, after this trip to, to Bali. And then Bali, I'm telling you, it's a place that I fell in love. I never dreamed of other city, but other country, but Bali. I always miss Bali because why? They have so many beautiful things. They have culture. They have uh, sculpture. They have uh, masks, ballets. They, they have artists. They have so many beautiful things. And then uh, after I went there first time, I keep uh, went back for many many times. And because of Quincy and Ping, you can see from So Peng So, for instance, he was inspired very much from the local uh, the people, life, and Wen Si also, and Liu Kang. They bring back a lot of uh, things from, from uh, Bali that helped me. Uh, let me put it this way. Rather than intellectual or theory things, he really impact on these uh, uh, elements in, in, in my work.
1: So, in other words, um, um, you drew, because they drew from all these different cultural sources, yeah. um, and that was something that you learned from them, like how you could draw from you know, multiple sources yes. uh, into your work, um, be it you know, Chinese, Hindu, you know, or other, other cultures, something that you continued your entire life as yeah. an, as an, as an and, artist. Uh,
2: don't forget that we are a multi-racist uh, uh, society. Yeah. So apart from uh, our Chinese, we also have Malay, we also have India. And uh, also I was lucky to be born in Indonesia, which is uh, to my mentor, he said, oh, you were you you are born in such a beautiful Indonesia. I agree because Indonesia actually is also a very beautiful country from my, when, I, when I was young. Because I... Uh, go through the Japanese occupation, you know? I... The, the Japanese plane was bombed near my house. I was shivering and then uh, tried to hide. But where to hide? But it took me a few years. That, that kind of memory in, in Japanese occupation. So uh, coming back to uh, the, the Malay, the Chinese, the Indian culture, it's really... I, I, don't, I think I'm in my mind, although I'm a Chinese, but I'm really a Singaporean. I'm really a Singaporean because uh, I can feel Nashilama, I can see Lo- Loti Sanai, I can see Takwe all this mixture to become our Singapore art. You get it not? Yeah, because we are multi-rocial country. We have many, many kind of different cultures. So that inspire in, in most of the artist's work.
1: And, and your mother, she was Pranakan. Am I right to say yes,
2: that? Uh, yes. My, actually, my family, uh, my grandmother uh, was, a, was a Pranakan. He, she has the, what I called a uh, hairdo uh, like Pranakan. My mother also wearing the the baju, so-called, you know, the sarong and things like that. And then uh, Pranakan, I also have my work series of Pranakan series. And then I feel great because Pranakan is actually different from Chinese. Different from other cultures. It's really Pranakan. You know the food, Pranakan food, you can tell it's different from other tastes. It's really Pranakan. Okay? Talking about food, I also enjoy really good food from all over the place. I'm sure you all Singaporeans enjoy food, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so I'm, I'm curious, um, you mentioned that, of course, you didn't go to Nafa. So Chinese High is interesting as another site because we tend to forget and tend to think that, oh, it was just the Nyanyang Academy of Fine Arts. But the Chinese High was another important site where artists like yourself uh, and many others uh, kind of learned uh, about uh, art making. Um, so I think that's an important point we need to think about. You know, are there other sites like that, other schools? I think there will be, of course, you know, as well. Um, but why, why, I'm still curious, you know, Mr. Go, why didn't you go NAFA? Why did you go straight to New York uh, uh, after Chinese uh, High?
2: Actually, uh, to me, Hua Chung provides us a lot of uh, uh, facility for, for drawing because the principal there to buy marble, to buy anything, even every Sunday, we can, with school bus took us to... To uh, Gelang Dossier, Gelang is still not like now. It's a uh, very backward. Uh, all the dirty water and the boat uh, uh, along the, the Kalong River. Uh, the school took us from the school bus to even uh, Johor Bahru to do uh, to the live sketch painting. See Huang Song, you see uh, the, the the principal uh, Chen Anlun. She is very supportive uh, about uh, art in our school. That's why I I think those years have enough for for my art education. And and I remember you had uh,
1: Wong Kin who was there earlier, am I right? In New York. Yes. He and, went
2: Wonkin actually went to New York uh one year ahead of me. So after he settled down, we went to join Wonkin and then we studied in Art Student League. Okay. Uh but my life, uh, I can say this in chinese uh, 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 this uh, version is called sanming shui xiu yi wu lu ni an hua ming yi chun xiu the wall the the mountain and the water the water running out but flower blossom and then the new village appear again. This is my lifestyle. I always face that. When my life almost comes to the end, end the underwave wave up again. So my, my life is up and down. I'm sure this, is, this happened to many artists, right or not? you in? Right or not? Even in our life. I think my lifestyle is always go up and down. But I'm lucky because I happened to meet so many artists, and then uh, we became friends. And then uh, even this trip I went to Hangzhou, was, uh, I saw 22 artists global, and then they are enjoying the trip very much. And then uh, we are forming maybe in the future, more gathering from artists.
1: So um, I think some of us here might have been, might have already seen the Minimalism show that just opened. Um, how many of you have seen the show already? Yeah, quite quite, quite a few. Um, so you were there when minimalism was happening in the 1960s in New York, no less. So um, uh, I was wondering, um, what did you see when you were in New York? Because you were saying that you went to the museums, uh, you, you were seeing what was being displayed there. Tell us a bit more.
2: Yeah. Actually, uh, my life as, stud- as a student is very tough, very tough, I'm telling you. Because uh, we have to work in the morning in the restaurant, Chinese restaurant, called House of Chen. <laughs> House of Chen. The, the owner is a Cantonese. He's a Cantonese. So he owned the restaurant. So most of our guys work in the restaurant in the daytime. After night, we have rush to the art student because art student only a few blocks from our school. After the school, we have to come back to the restaurant and work until 11 at night. So every day like that. So... After about one o'clock, I can attend to the museum, to Metropolitan Museum of Modern Art, and uh, Guggenheim, and uh, many small mu- uh, art galleries also. So you see, uh, this is a very tough life for me in New York. Not easy. But I learned many things from the uh, time seeing in the gallery, because uh, they are like a cool gallery, uh, like a... Uh, Many many uh, uptown uptown gallery, which is beautiful and and had many outstanding work.
1: So do you do you remember seeing any of these um, what we call as minimalist artists today uh, at that time, or was that something that you saw that you remembered that struck you? Um, some of the shows that were that were up there. Of course, nineteen sixty six, there was the primary structures okay, uh, exhibition.
2: The first time I was in uh, great uh, uh, inspired by hans Hoff, Hans Hoffman. Hans Hoffman is uh, one of my uh, early artists that I encountered to see his work. Then uh, Jackson Pollock and then uh, uh, and Hans Hoffman is uh, really being up the during sixty. The feeling of the whole New York City is booming, uh, especially. Extract expressionism starting from that period. I was so lucky because this is a great time. Even the uh, you the more we can go there, student pass every time, free coming in and out. This is very good for us. Yeah.
1: And, and um, were there other other like artists that you remember? Was it Andy Warhol that you saw at that time?
2: And, right? uh, uh, Andy Warhol, uh, I didn't meet, but I met uh, uh, some like. Uh, 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 William DeKuny, William DeKuny, William DeKuny, and uh, uh, who does uh, uh, Motherwell, 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 and uh, some. uh also I met William Armstrong on the road. William Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> William Armstrong, and I was away to him. I know he's very famous with his wife. You know, very casual. He's a walk in the in the in the Brooklyn. He's a, you know where he stay with many uh, uh, the uh, artists in the in the Brooklyn.
1: Can you tell then, us a bit about your art students' league? Um, who who were your teachers, and um, what do you learn from them?
2: Oh, um, art students' league is a school that is very free, and then uh, we are having uh, pagoti and many good artists to teach uh, basic basic uh, uh, lesson. But uh, among the great artists. Uh, i am fortunate to, to have the uh this opportunity to meet some of the top artists in in the in the class. Uh that uh, after over the years he gave me a lot of encouragement. He said uh, uh he praised all the Singapore artists, all the like Wong Ki, me, and some of the Singapore artists. And that we, was Sydney, Sydney Gross. Uh, I mean uh, Sydney is my is my mentor uh, during these uh, three years in New York City, but I must say uh, New York, New York is a great city because uh, you can move around downtown, uptown to see all the artwork. Uh, but uh, to me, uh, I'm grateful because I study in New York. I also, I was also, I was in Paris uh, one uh, during eighty, but I think I was chosen the right place to study art in New York. Because those years, you can see all the good art work in New York City. And um, you then chose
1: to leave New York, having enjoyed it so much, mm. to Provincetown. Why, why did you move?
2: Because Provincetown Workshop is a, is a, uh, I must say, coincidence, I met the, uh, Leo So and he asked me, to come to the, the summer uh, camp to study. I said, why not? So he gave me the scholarship for two, two times in, in Provincetown. And then Provincetown is a small town, but they have a very good, many good gallery uh, uh, open in Provincetown where you can see good artist work show in Provincetown, including uh, Leo Menso here, also gallery showing his work.
1: I was mentioning to you the other day when we talked about um Leo Manso's interest in um, urbanization. Mm. And and I think that's an important theme in your work as well, this whole rapid urbanization, especially when you came back to Singapore. I think that was something that hit you. Mm. Singapore had changed a lot by the time you came back yeah. in 66, yeah?
2: 67. Actually, uh, I came back to Singapore sixty uh, six, but uh, those years uh, I do I cannot sell my painting. But what to do? So I end up have a framing store in Otten Park. So I do my business with I think most of you know, uh, I was there for many years. Until 1982, uh, in Chinatown, because Otten Park is near to Chinatown, in those years, as you can see, the whole Chinatown was demolished and become new building, like Tofu Chi, the uh, Smith Street. Uh, I used to cycling there to look around. So I have a series of uh, work called Urban Renew Series, and then Urban Renew Series actually part of the composition also li- uh, linked to Bali, because Bali they have a peasant painting. The Bali painting, and how how I link this element together, because Bali and this urban renew somehow catch me because uh, the beauty of Bali. And the reconstruction uh, of a whole Singapore, I happened to make this urban uh, renewal like uh, uh, this artist uh, also uh, Liu Mansou. Uh, he had this. Uh, uh, Later, I know from Eugene that he did this series, and this is called Golden, cool right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, So when, when you were studying under Liu Mansou, he was also kind of encouraging you to do collage. So that was a big turning point, in some sense, in terms of your decision to go into collaging as a method, a way of working. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about that.
2: Yeah. Uh, actually, collage is very interesting. It's uh, the media. Uh, you can recycle anything, like uh, found object, anything. I think anything can become art. Not necessarily acrylic or nothing. anything you want to do can become an art. Because uh, look, today you walk out you immediately see many art, right? Especially now, technology, you can see from your handphone. Huh? Right away, you can create your work in the handphone. Not necessary to, to do uh, whatever uh, you your studio with acrylic or oil. Especially, uh, I found uh, the media of material is very exciting. I always try. I always try any material. Even like uh, rice paper, I make use of different techniques because of rice paper. Don't forget, rice paper is already a few thousand years in China. And now, I met a lot of Chinese artists. They still try to make use of the rice paper to become their, their work, which is incredible.
1: And Leo Manso was the one who encouraged you to... Do something different that draws from your own cultural identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah?
2: He said, uh, why not you are, you came from a a nation so rich, the Oriental region, like uh, you are rich in your own culture. So when you think much to your own culture than the Western. So between West and East, I always wonder what to do. But okay, now I think I'm going the right way. I'm going to find something in our own country. Something that the treasure in our own house.
1: So you made a body of collage works um, that yeah. also drew from your, your own cultural yeah. identity when you were there at Provincetown?
2: Yeah. Because uh, thinking of rice paper itself is a very easy to work media. And also I use cloth, I use uh, string, I use sand, I use everything in my artwork. Uh, okay, I also do some ceramic work Tapestry uh, and uh, carpet, all these medium is uh, li- li- related to each other, I think. Okay. So um,
1: when you're making your collage, I'm just curious about um, how how you work in terms of composing mm. uh, your collage work. Is okay. it very intuitive or you kind of plan?
2: Actually, uh, collage now uh, in Singapore we have uh, Thomasio also also doing collage and uh, actually. Uh, Collage is not a new thing. Uh, during Brock, uh, you know, starting to Picasso, everybody was doing that. But uh, how to make uh, uh, this medium lovely full and beautiful is how you manage to put them together. Actually, one media is a PVA glue, that's all. You don't need anything. And then PVA glue, and when you put them together, and it works, that's all. As simple as that. And then you see children. You give them some paper, you send them some, they, they produce a the good work. That's all.
1: So, mm-hmm. if I'm hearing you right, you're more intuitive in terms of how you compose your, your collages. Yes. But you're more kind of conscious in the materials that you, that you use. Uh, Am I right to say? Like the rice paper, is no, that no. reason Actually,
2: why? Uh, this is uh, uh, two things. You must have uh, material. And also, you must have your concept. How to link these two things together is something. But you can see, okay, now I dump everything, it becomes a no, no, no. You can see I can dump everything in the picture plane, and it becomes no. Because why? You still have to go to your brain <laughs> to compose your artwork, right? You cannot say I dump everything, become artwork. And in, in New York, I remember there is one... Game, you know, you can give them $2, and then they, they have something turning. You put your colour, it, it just spins, spins, yeah? then you become an artwork, right? During, <laughs> during 60 or 70 in New York, on the street, you can give them $2, $3. They give you a piece of paper, give you a colour, they spin, spin, and then you can have your artwork. That's all. But this, I don't think this is artwork. This is only fun, right? So artwork still has to go through your mind, through your digestion, to what you see, to what you uh, heritage, to what your country nourishes you, many elements to become absolutely great archive. It's not easy.
1: So, when you came back in 1966, you, you had a solo exhibition
2: uh, right,
1: at the National Library. Was that the first show?
2: No, no. Uh, yeah, this is my first exhibition in the national, national Library. But only I won painting of the year in 1982. My work can sell. So, <laughs> it's funny. After my work can sell, my business collapse. Not a single customer comes to do framing anymore. <laughs> so you see, my life, as I say, is like a wave. One wave after another. I think this is a lifestyle. Everybody has faced this. Right? This is a... You come to an end, maybe there's another... As I said Niu An Hua Ming Yu Yi Chun. This is what I meant, you know, in life. Why not?
1: But I guess the timing was quite good in that sense. Winning the prize in 82 and then, yeah, taking
2: off Also, Singapore, uh, development of Singapore during 80s. So so fast, the speed of develop Singapore, modern Singapore. And I was so lucky I came back in 1960. You know, this is a good year to to Singapore. So uh, I think I share with my uh, fellow artists, this beautiful of uh, 60 to now. This is a beautiful city. And now we have a beautiful museum. Not the, those here. Now we have a beautiful museum. And uh, I hope one day this will become very important landmark in Southeast country. I'm sure. I'm sure.
1: Thank you. We, we hope as well. Um, with your endorsement, we will make it. Um, you got it on camera, right? Okay. So, uh, we, we, we are now into 82, but there's this gap in between, from 66 to 82. Uh, I understand you're running a business. You said running a framing, framing
2: business, framing business, framing business yeah.
1: which was doing quite well.
2: It yeah, well? I think the, uh, only Shankalila Hotel, I can make one year, the whole income of Shankalila Hotel. He called me, one frame I had to go and, and quickly take back and do and delivery. it. My service, the best. So the day I went to Shangri-La Hotel, it reminded me, oh, Shangri-La is my boss. <laughs> it's uh, uh, make me, uh make a lot of money from Shangri-La Hotel.
1: Um, so at that time, in, in, in that period, you're saying you were not selling your works, but you were still making, right? All yes. these um, paintings. Yeah. So um, how, what was your feeling? Were you disheartened or you still continued to make? And, and what were you interested in?
2: Oh, although I didn't sell my work, Frankly, I still love painting, although uh, my speed to do artwork may be slower, but every day I work. I said, I cannot stop painting. Then, uh, 182, I won the painting of a year, uh, my work can sell, and then it helped me. Now, I tell you, confidence is very important for an artist, Confident. You, although you have won so many prizes, you must have confidence. Oh, you said I am the best. I must work hard. That's the only way. There's no other easy way. And then if you are reluctant to do work, you're lazy, then maybe your, your quality of work will go down and people not enjoy your work. So you're Not la.
1: oh. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but in between... Um, you were also part of the Alpha Alpha group, yeah, the Alpha Gallery. Yeah. Um, and um, I think you mentioned about the Bali peasant painting. So the Alpha Gallery actually organised an exhibition of um, peasant painters, and which was very um, well-received. Um, and and I think, you know, besides, um, those artists associated with the Alpha Gallery, they're actually all shown in the other space just across here. Um, Anthony Poon, Kuo Ho, um... Uh, who else was there? Uh, Kwek Weichu. Kwe yeah, of course, um, Benguan as well, uh, and and really the brainchild, the person who brought it all together was Lim Chong Kiat, uh, who's now um, based in Penang. Can you tell us a bit about your involvement with the Alpha Group?
2: Actually, during '70, uh, a group of artists like Sui Ho, Latif Mohidin also, Latif Mahodin came to Singapore, uh, and many Thai artists like Patiang, Im Cheleng. Thailand, he came also to show in Alpha Gallery. And uh, Sarawak artist uh, also came to Singapore to show. Indian artists go to Singapore. So during 70s... show, Germany Roy. Germany, Germany Roy, yeah. Singapore, at 30 years, the only platform, private gallery show the artwork decision, which is, I think, they play a very important role in Singapore art history. Right or not? Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. Um, so, we are planning to do um, an exhibition that includes uh, the Alpha Gallery next year. Mm. So, akan uh, datang.
2: Yeah. yeah, Talking about Alpha and UOB uh, Bank, actually we have uh, some artwork uh, recommended by uh, Dato Tim Songket to UOB Bank. For from that onward, they are starting to uh, conduct this uh, painting of the year until now. So, uh, Lim Chongkhet is a, he's an architect uh, uh, here at Team 3 in Singapore. And then he now is in Penang, but I respect this man because he he did a good, very good uh, activity in in Alpha Gallery for our artists.
1: Definitely. Um, so we're looking at, um, of course, the importance of the Alpha Gallery. I think that's an area that um, we've also been very curious about because um, we're thinking about linking, thinking about Alpha Gallery in terms of architecture. Kind of you mentioned about uh, in the 80s, you know, a lot of Singapore was growing, you know, exponentially. Buildings were being built, um, and things were getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to ask you about scale. You know, your works, mm-hmm. um, and and I know you have also made large, larger works. Uh, can you tell us a bit about how do you deal with scale in terms of you know making larger works compared to smaller works? You know,
2: I think uh, artwork, regardless uh, of size, small size and big size, basically the same. But some artists can do better with the big work. Some artists can do better with the smaller work. Uh, I knew uh, one artist in New York. She did uh, only very small one, but her work is very nice, I must say. And uh, one of the Chinese artists in Guangzhou, he passed away, the old man, very famous one. Uh, Chinese uh, oil painting, it's very, very nice. So I think big and small doesn't uh, mean that big must be good and small, no good. But I think they're all good. But how to make the artwork excellent is more important.
1: Exactly. I mean, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Oh, you it's have okay. a phone. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but in terms of a larger scale work, um, is there a different method that you adopt compared to a smaller work?
2: Uh, I used to do... Uh, Six-meter-long art, uh, artwork, but uh, it doesn't matter because uh, it, it matter of uh, take your, your your time to do it. Don't don't try to hurry to make it finish. Try to make the better work for you uh, if you can. You know, no, don't try to hurry. No, so, so just to finish it uh, so quickly. But uh, some artists they have do very detailed work. That is a different story. It takes a long, long time. Maybe six months, four months, three months. Mm. But I always say, eh, when you do a good artwork, the people never ask you, how long it takes you to do, right? Most, most people do, but most people don't ask. They like it, the work is good, okay. Don't the big or small one, right or not?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, And then you went on to uh, SDPI. And you, 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 Of course, had the residency there and yes. um, developed a method called the, the you know, water collage. Yeah, uh, can you tell us more about you know that yeah. method?
2: SDPI, uh, uh the residency for two weeks. Uh, you, I have to work from nine to six o'clock every day, from twelve to one lunch break, but. Those two weeks, I produced 55 pieces of work. And then, uh, at the last day, Richard asked me, Mr Go, would you like to try a new method that I never asked any artist to do? I said, why not? So he said, I have a method to do watercolours. Actually, it's very simple. It's a backtub, tub, like, like backtub. The paper pulp underneath with the colour, and then he cut some shape on top of the water. So he let go of the water. The, the shape of the, the uh, artwork becomes up to the bottom of the uh, paper pulp. And then that's it, it becomes a piece of artwork. That's so simple. Then I, I make uh, six pieces of work and uh, two, two pieces collected by National Museum. And then uh, I, I still have about half of the work in STPI. STPI is a really good place to work. Because they have so many uh, good quality of uh, uh, equipment and uh, all facility to to work as a uh, for for print, you know. And also Tan Sui Hien, Chai A K, Ong Kim Seng also did that in the STPI.
1: Mr. Go, you make uh, art making sound so easy, huh? but um, yes, and, and um, Mr. Go actually referred to Rupert Hungerford, who was a uh, master paper maker. Yeah, I, Richard. Ah, sorry, Richard. Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah, Richard. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's still there. Uh, no, no, he left. No longer he left. Yeah,
1: okay. quite long ago. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's... Um, and, and then you went on to your first, actually, major show, um, titled, was it Journeys? Yeah, yeah Journey correct. in, uh, mm. yeah, in, mm.
2: uh, in uh, the Deutsche Bank. Mm. Uh, uh, they sponsored me for one of my show, one of the biggest shows in Singapore Museum. Uh, he sponsored everything. Uh, my first very successful solo artwork in the museum. So why do you decide on the title? Um Journeys? Was it you? Uh, it? Again, uh Journeys is because um, I travel a lot. Up to up to this day, I still traveling. So uh Journey is a very good title for me to put in my uh, exhibition, so I use th- uh, journeys. And maybe you can
1: tell us about because you travel everywhere and you use um, different materials depending on where you go. Like Jingdezhen, you are looking into kind of ceramics. In, in in Thailand, you were using kind of was it uh, shells?
2: Hmm.
1: Um, can can you tell us about yeah? How do you work in a cultural different cultural context?
2: Actually, uh, material again, uh, Uh, It's quite interesting, but it's shell uh, in Phuket. Shell itself can produce as an art pieces, And shell, as you know, is a... Nature make shell, takes so many years, and then it's so solid. And then I think it's one of the very good materials to become artwork. And uh, for ceramic, once you fire, the color won't fade. And will last many, many years to come. I, did, I executed about 50 pieces in Qingdezhen also.
1: Were there other materials that you use um, when you travel to different cultural I'm, contexts? I'm
2: still searching for material like uh, silk, for instance. Silk, silk I think is uh, quite interesting because the material like silk uh, is a few thousand years of history of silk. Okay. And also some Chinese artists use uh, silk as a, as, a, as a media for painting.
1: Um, we have about 10, 15 minutes. I was hoping to um, open up to the floor, you know, for any questions. If I, wanted to ask. I thought you could ask any time as well. But yeah, feel free to ask us questions um, and special Mr. Yeah. to go.
2: Uh, okay, I'm uh, very glad today. Uh, I have uh, Rani from Thailand. Uh, Welcome. Uh, Chiang Mai, she uh, and her, her husband is here. Uh, they own a uh, uh, private museum in Chiang Mai. How come? Uh, I, said, I went to the opening in Chiang Mai. Uh, they are very enthusiastic about collecting artwork. And then she traveled a lot also. So uh, we met many times. And she also collected many Chinese, uh, Singapore artists' work, like Wong Kin, Te uh, and me. Uh, and uh, if you have time, you go to Chiang Mai, look for her small but beautiful gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, uh, and then uh, some, um, actually now, uh, talking about studio, I thought to myself, I'm now 81 years old, what for I need a studio? I can go to to Thailand, where she can come to my place and work, and I can go to China, I can go to everywhere, in Malaysia, in everywhere, you can just stay there and work, that's all, bring your material. There you are. Right on. And then uh the, in Thailand every, all the artists, everybody knows Bob. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, no, 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 not to say that. Because uh if that if you say about artists from Singapore, they only know you. Kotkun Cup. Kotkun Cup. Dmark. Kotgun Cup. Okay, uh over the thirty years, I went to Thailand. Now, practically, from south to the north, artists, I, they know me, right, Rani? And then,
1: we, we must visit you, we must visit the, the, the museum. But in you know, Thailand, you have three biennales. We only have one in Singapore. Oh, yeah, Question.
0: Just now, you mentioned the Alpha Gallery. I'd just like to know is that the first private gallery we have in Singapore?
1: Um, first private, no. But the first artist cooperative, because it was run by artists, four artists, and it was non profit. Yeah, so that would be the first. That was really something, right? I mean, we think of artists like maybe, you know, they may not be so organized to run a gallery. Yeah? But no, they were actually very organized and very, very successful. Um, Maybe also thanks to Tato Lin Chom Yeah, uh,
2: you, can, you can imagine. One year, we have about 12 exhibitions from, from this region, even Patiang. You know, Patiang came to Singapore because his hair is long, was cut by the airport, you know, immigration. He was uh, almost crying. Yes. He got a long hair cut. Those years, Singapore, very strict about long hair. Yes. You know? Remember?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So sorry about that. (laughs) It's terrible.
2: (laughs) Oh, question, Mister Go. What do you think? You have, how you have contributed to Singapore art scene? Oh, I think for my age now, I always think uh, I must link. I must lead Singapore to the world. You know, Singapore, although it's small, but we can still do many things. Like we just finished. uh, This ASEAN meeting, so successful. Uh, Kim Jong Un and Donald Trump came to Singapore. Singapore is small, but we can do something. Especially now, we have this beautiful museum. We can make use of museum. I think uh, if I... Still can live more than ten years, I will do more and more to link Singapore artists to the global artists. We are doing. We are in the moment. We were talking about this, but we. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. Um, no. Uh. My work actually. Uh, students' time, of course, you have to look at things. It's even now, Singapore and many others doing live drawing, doing, but look at things to do. But I think for my age, uh, it's not necessary to go under the hard sun to do the same thing. I do How am my feeling. Okay, as you say, concept. Okay, concept, like uh, you say, Pranakan. Perenakan is one of my culture. I always in my mind. How? Karmanakan is basically very simple. You see the Pranakan food, you see the the colour. Why is it pranakan? There were certain color they use, when you use it, it's pranakan. So I'm used to the colour. You know? I think colour is very fascinating. Uh, because color, you conduct it right, it becomes so beautiful. But there are it takes years to, to understand the colour. Okay.
1: So easy but not so easy, yeah. <laughs> um we probably can take about two to three more questions. Anyone? It's a great chance to good chance to ask Mr. Go Can you something about the painting behind you, Mr. Go? It's the
0: Okay. Yeah, black afternoon. Can you can you tell us a this little bit? This black thing? afternoon? Yeah,
2: yeah. I was in New York that afternoon. Okay. I was after the Students League, I woke out. I saw many people talking to each other and then uh, I heard President Kennedy was as, assassinated. And then all of a sudden, the bar, the theater, closed. That call, that Friday. So I was uh, let, later know uh, President Kennedy was assassinated. I also share the sadness of the American people. I went back to my studio. I sit there, my, all, my American friends all crying about this, uh, this happening. So I said to myself, I have the canvas. OK, now I prepared to do a painting. So I did this black afternoon. Maybe you can say this red color is the blood, OK? Never mind, it's the blood. Huh? Mm. And you can see the dripping is a tear. OK, tear.? Huh? But to me, this painting is very funny. I had my friend. he's the president director of the uh, Artist uh, in, in America. He's an uh, American artist, uh, cameraman, uh, cameraman director. He helped me to send back this painting from America. okay. So one day I took this painting to Alpha Gallery. I put this painting uh, uh, on top of my Volkswagen van, and then when I get to Alpha, I the, the painting will disappear because apparently the wind so hard it, it's gone. So my my friend Yang Kuo Jin, he said, "Hey, I saw your painting. Uh, the Indian used your painting." to make a setup because it was raining, you know. <laughs> I said, really? So I went quickly to, to, to saw the Indian. He said, okay, this, this is your painting. He didn't even say a word. He said, take back. <laughs> the painting near the Alpha Gallery, not too far away. So this painting actually uh, once uh, happening in uh, uh, Missing. But again, now in, in, in uh, over here... Uh, so this is a part of the story about this Black, Black Friday. Was it damaged in any way? Was it damaged? By the rain? Was it damaged? No, no. Not even... You see the good condition. Not even banished. <laughs> yeah. I tell you one thing about your artwork. Before you sell your work, you must make sure everything okay. Because uh, once you sew the painting, you never see your child again. It, it's always gone. So make sure you do it rightly. varnish sign your name. Uh, in this way, in this case, I didn't sign because uh, <laughs> because uh, luckily, if this painting disappeared, it's not mine. That's not mine. Somebody found it. Not my. Not my business. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm
1: glad we uh, positioned this today with Mr. Go in front. No, so that's, uh, look at yeah, look at this painting.
2: Yeah. Look at this painting. It has a element element of uh, rice paper. You can see, it. Uh, you got the depth. Uh, I mean, the depth of field, uh, a few depth of field. I mean, the forward and backward. You see, you can see if you if you see quick uh, clearly, you can see the the different uh, depth of uh, of this painting. So, what else have you used to this? You by Varnish. By I vanish it. By yeah, yeah. That is it. This is over how many years? Uh, 60 until now. Yeah. yeah, still in good condition. And it's oil, This is acrylic. Oh, no, oil, oil. This one is oil, right? Oh, on you know, acrylic on gunwale, Okay. <laughs> because uh, now, uh, I acrylic and oil, I also cannot tell, because they are quite similar now.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay, I hope you don't have to change the label. Um, <laughs> Anyone else has a
2: question? Will ask about your teacher. My teacher? Oh, my teacher is a... He is a tiu teacher. tiu He's a, a Chinese uh, tiu We have a whole but he is a tiu because of tiu He is very fun of eating. Makan, eating. He's a very fun. So uh, we all enjoy food, right? He is a typical in, uh, Tiu-Tiu artist who can enjoy food. Uh, much more than Chung Su Ping. Chung Ping not so much enjoy food. He is a man. He always take us. One, one day he took us with uh, Ki to the Banheng uh, restaurant in Singapore. Ban Heng is is one of the very famous Tew restaurant. Most of people know during seventy. I think you know. Ban Heng in Ban Heng. So he's, uh, he enjoy food. He's uh, my master.
1: I think um, we can take one last question from behind. Yeah. Sir, you are amazing, really. I'm from the Philippines, and uh, we do have a problem with forgeries of artworks by masters like Amor Solo, like Juan Luna, I believe he had an exhibit of his paintings here. And how how do you uh, guard against forgeries? Someday you will be a master, you know, of, of the Singaporean art scene. Mm. How will you guard against forgeries? Uh,
2: of course, uh, when artists famous, uh, a lot of forgeries f- follow. Like, uh, because they can sell, a lot of people, even my master, Benshi, now in Malaysia, the people who do the forgery can buy a house, can, do, can buy anything now. So, I don't want to say, but s- still now you can see the... Not the original work by the artist. This is, uh, he, this is uh, quite common now in, in the art circle, right? You cannot do anything about it. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so there are, there are many ways, and part of it is actually what museums are doing, like the National Gallery. Um, one way is, of course, through documentation and archives. So we, we are beginning to keep uh, archives of our, our artists. And in, in many of these archives, you will also see um, broadly exhibition catalog. So we have to see if the ex- the work has been has an exhibition history or the provenance, as we so as, as we often describe it. Um, it can also be photographs. So we can you know if the work has been exhibited, uh, it can also be photographed. So the archive is one way um, to help in authenticating paintings. But of course, there's also there are also so many other ways. Uh, one way, of course, is to uh, forget for for us to produce. Um, catalogue resumes, Um, so that's also, again, part of archiving. So if we have very good catalogue resumes, um, then I think this issue of forgery will will also be reduced. Um, Other ways, of course, include um, uh, chemical testing, sending it to laboratories, but it's very expensive to do that, uh, to do paint uh, analysis, Um, but that can also be done. Um, uh, Of course, art historical scholarship, I think that's also important. Um, that, that is another area that museums are involved in, um, to write about the works, um, and especially when the artists are still alive. So forgeries usually uh, become more rampant when the artists have passed on. Um, so usually in the period when the artist is alive, there are less forgeries. Um, so we have to uh, work very closely with artists, um, to uh, work with them to kind of build up um, an archive, of uh, their works, as complete as possible. Um, of course, in the West, they set up foundations. So foundation is another way to safeguard uh, the works of the artists. Uh, and foundations usually have a, a committee um, that will help to authenticate um, the works even after the artist had passed on. Um, so all these are various ways. Um, some of it, no, no one institution can, can, can really work on this. So it needs to be a collaborative effort. You know, galleries, artists, museums, uh, we need to work together. Um, and, and I think um, only that these are the only ways that I can think of right now. Um, so yeah, not, not, not no way, there are some ways, but there are no easy ways though. Yeah. Okay, um, I think um, Mr. Goh has given us a wonderful discussion today. Um, please, um, yeah, put our hands together to thank Mr. Goh.
0: You have been listening to the Padang Sessions from National Gallery Singapore. Find more of our podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us for updates and new episodes every two weeks. To learn more about our programs at the gallery, visit nationalgallery.sg. Our podcast team is Erica Lai, Mariel Chee, Royan Ng and Tamaris Go from National Gallery Singapore. The music you heard is composed by Javon Chandra. I'm Joyce Chung. Thanks for listening.